Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a production of Mox Audio. With Spherical Symmetry with Matt Newby. Where we will learn more about cosmology, vibrations of our Earth, propulsion, mass, and energy. All on a new level without science of the way we think today. Only here on this podcast. This is Spherical Symmetry. Spherical Symmetry. I'm your host, Matt Newby, and here's my co-host, Ben Watterson. Hey, y'all. Today, we're going to let it all out and make some corrections in physics as we know it. Let it all out? Let it all out. What do you mean? Well, we're going to make some corrections in relativity, the four fundamental forces, uh, field, force, black holes, stars, direction, you name it, we're just going to let it out. So wait a second, Matt. You're saying we're going to step on some massive toes, aren't we? Well, we're taking ma- we took a mass out of the equation and uh, in the last show, <laughs> which can be scientifically proven. That's that's not a problem. And mass. along yes, and massive, along, <laughs> massive, and along with uh, distance as well. And today we're going to cover some of the fund- fundamental forces and uh, break those down. Um, but right now, let's let's get in, get get our hands dirty. Ready? Hell, let's do it. All right. Special relativity. No one, no information can be transferred faster than the speed of light. This is false. Now we have proof with the multiverse and a strand of DNA. DNA gets its strand and geometrical makeup from the multiverse. The multiverse is always broadcasting. It is a uh, multiple universes working in unison as one, and this can be this can be seen in a strand of DNA that is a broadcast geometrical shape, and uh, just like a cell, um, our DNA and multiverse is a match, and that goes faster than the speed of light. So we'll we'll start off with. Uh, so wait, what's what's the shape? The shape is a strand of DNA. That is the shape of the multiverse, multiple universes working in unison together. This is where spin and drift come along. Spin and drift come along from the pearl, well, the the spiral configuration of a bunch of static universes together. Um, uh, This is is a, a strand of DNA and it matches to the multiverse, multiple universes working in unison to give spin and drift and also broadcast so that our cells can pick it up and it produces a geometrical shape of a strand of dna so that's like levels upon levels upon levels of like um what am i saying so like within the strand of dna where all the points connect you mean it's just like levels upon levels upon levels of universes yes correct okay correct and and that is one instance 
um, that uh, information does travel faster than the speed of light. Uh, our last episode, we matched the speed of light with mass and matter by right. by um, putting uh, a plasma shell uh, around us and, and generating it and uh, manipulation of the plasma shell. Uh, that was in detail in our, our, our last uh, broadcast. But um, connectivity is always faster than the speed of light. Uh, light should not be thought of as, as in one directional speed. Stars are not like this. Stars are omnidirectional outward, uh, as black holes are omnidirectional inward. Right. So you have an outward force and an inward force. Um, again, connectivity, connectivity is it overrides special relativity and and that can be seen in in the cosmological um, uh, cosmology of, of everything from animals to uh, the humans uh, to um, a planet uh, spinning um, uh, star formation everything is already connected everything is always connected in mm-hmm. in in a sphere i don't want to say in time time has always been thought of as an arrow um Time is more like a bound, uh, bound and unbound. If, if you're, if energy and matter are, are bound, then that is a motion, not thought of as an arrow of time. An arrow of time goes along with the x, y, and z axis, or the fourth dimension being time. Um, again, nothing travels in a straight line, and no two lines intersect. So that has to be discarded. Um, Let's see here. Uh, oh, oh, here we go. Only dilation of the interior of multiple spheres can produce an outside effect, not a repulsive charge. Now I want to start getting into electromagnetism. Uh, this is uh, motion and synchronization. You get these patterns when neurons fire. You get these patterns and dilation in your eyes that can be seen. Um, outside forces that can only happen not upon repulsion, uh, but a, a spherical symmetry. So just like a neuron firing in your brain, you have to have two exact size, size dilations in spheres to make that connection, okay, in between neurons. Uh, it, it's, it's no different in the multiverse where multiple universes come together to create spin and drift, but in between those multiverses, you're going to get uh, a, a, the start of a pattern. This is DNA pattern recognition. In the megaverse, which is one step above that, okay, you're going to get neuron connections. This is where neuron connections can be seen. Mm-hmm. Um, in the multiverse, in the megaverse, sorry, there's three verses. There's a universe, a multiverse, which is strand of DNA, and then a megaverse, which is where your heart expansion and contraction come from, and also the geometrical shapes and and spherical dilation in between spheres uh, in the megaverse can be found in neurons, that pattern, that geometrical shape and pattern. Right. So that's a little hard to follow, but if you think in spheres, and if you think in, in DNA, and if you think in neurons, this can all be matched up. Um, and once again, it's, it's connectivity. Uh, your brain will know exactly when to match up neurons uh, through a learning process. It's no different than in the universe. Um, it's, 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 
it, it shouldn't be thought of as, as the speed of light or anything like that. It should be thought of as connectivity through dilation of a sphere. And um, again, when, when spheres are matched up in size on the interior with motion, uh, you have energy, which is a physical manifestation, it's motion, and you have uh, matter, which, which is the dilation mechanism for matching up and making synchronization in the megaverse, the multiverse, and the universe. Wow. Um, <clears throat> gravity. Uh, we can talk about gravity for a second. We have to redefine gravity. Uh, the problem with every gravitational equation is that they're all directionally inward, like an attractive force. This, this uh, is, is not true. Um, gravity is not, also, is not always an attractive force. Uh, expansion, uh, during an expansion, that contradicts known physics. So when you have the Big Bang, mm -hmm. this contradicts all gravitation. That's because all spheres have not dilated to the right symmetry yet to, to make multi, multi, multiple complex, complexity. If I can say that correctly. Now, see, I've always said that. Like, um, like if you have a big bang, if you have an explosion of, of what is, and it's going in an outward motion, it's boom, it out, goes outwards and everything, and then your galaxy, you know, forms, and then all of a sudden it just, all of a sudden every single, you know, round planet starts to suck inward. I, I never got that. I never, I, I don't know what the explanation is, is if it did blow up, on the Big Bang, if you will, and and it per, perhaps it could have, you know, and then it takes a while for it to be able to form back into, but 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 we're always told that gravity keeps us to the Earth, right? That's not always true. Okay, let's I can cover that in, in two parts. You you have the every black hole is a is is a making part of energy and matter put together. It's going to put back energy and matter together, and every single black hole will form a complete star. That star, those multiple stars, will start, will start forming together. So there's multiple hundreds of billions of big bangs going on in mm -hmm. this one little cell. Well, it's not a cell yet. In this one little universe. Okay. Sure. So our universe came from a whole bunch of black holes, just like you see now, that fuse energy and matter together and, and come together as one giant maximum dilated star or plasma. All right. From there... Uh, this is a repetitious sequence in the multiverse where other universes formed exactly the same way and exactly the same time with an individual bubble or a cell. These start vibrating and coming together and starting to form spin and drift. Okay. okay. All right. But the important thing here is there's a, there's a major issue with electromagnetism, and that is the electron. The electron was thought to form before plasma formed. It was so hot. This has been a miscalculation, severe miscalculation. The maximum dilation of a sphere can only be plasma. There's nothing hotter than that. And there's nothing okay. colder than a black hole. Everything else is in between. So okay. there's nothing hotter than plasma. There's nothing colder than a black hole. At the center of a black hole, it's absolute zero. All right? That means that energy has been formed up around matter, but matter does not dilate in the center of a black hole. And if there's no dilation in a sphere without energy combined, then it's absolute zero. There is no temperature. 
So in the center of a black hole, there's no temperature. Around the equator in the black hole, there is, right as it passes through, just like an asteroid entering the, the Earth's atmosphere. It's going to get superheated, super hot. This is already plasma as it enters in, but it's the same physics. It's the same geometry, if you will. What happens is plasma enters a black hole, and then halfway between the exterior of a black hole and, and the center point, which, which matter is separated from energy, halfway in between those two, it's, it's separated. Matter is separated from energy in a geometrical pattern of a collapsed wave. And by the time it hits the center, all there is is matter, and matter cannot dilate without energy or motion in it. Gotcha. Okay, it's spinning, but it has no ability to dilate. That's, that's the important factor in this. Um, when you reverse engineer a black hole to the Big Bang, because there's nothing hotter than plasma. And if there's nothing hotter than plasma, then we have a problem with the electron because the electron was supposedly aimlessly drifting around in, in this, this, they call it like a great goop or, uh, it, it's hotter than plasma, but that cannot exist, um, because plasma is a maximum dilation of energy when it is bound to matter. And there cannot be anything hotter than that. An electron has no origin and it has no destination. That's a problem. You can strip an electron from an atom. Right. All right. The problem is it has no destination. Atoms within the deep field of space, okay, outside the reaches of a black hole, everything is going into a black hole. Every single thing is going right back into a black hole. From whence it came, there it's going. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Right. Okay. And the problem with the electron and the atom, these loose atoms that are flying around with this dark matter and dark energy is, is inconsistent with all geometry known. And that's, that's another problem. Dark matter and dark energy are fictitious. They cannot exist. They have no origin. They have no destination. They have no geometrical shape. And they cannot be perceived. They've been picked up with infrared light. However, the human body comes from, the human body is a perfectly gauged, symmetrical, universal piece, body-gauged symmetry in the eyes. So we should only use that, that, um, uh, prism, if you will, your eye prism, sure. that is perfectly gauged to the universe. We don't need infrared. You're going to make miscalculations and big mistakes doing that. And that was found with inflation. Okay. If you have ever expanding inflation, then you're not going to have a strand of DNA. Right. That'll just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And that just can't happen. And, and they can't find a correct variable in inflation. It just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, it's, it's, it's incorrect. It is incorrect and no data matches that. The only thing that matches that is viewing in infrared. Our eyes don't view in infrared. We've been given perfect gauge, body gauge symmetry with our eyes. That's what we should be using. Okay, so in last episode we covered that there is no distance. We can connect using stars. We perceive stars with our eyes. Sure. Okay, I was just uh, applying that, uh, not infrared, not any other uh, wave wave uh, wave function or um anything like that it, it's just our eyes perceive light from a star i applied that to trans uh, to to uh traveling without distance by matching that brightness and changing the geometrical shape to it um uh, with a plasma sphere 
but nevertheless, um, what were we talking about? I just... and, and, but you know, now, being that I'm the outsider, okay, right, and what we've so, what I've gathered from, from you know so so long just talking to you, everything is is being able to step beyond the linear thinking, and you know the the linear thinking that. Uh, you know, that's, that's like a hurdle for me. I mean, my mind doesn't work the way yours does. <laughs> so the, the linear thinking of it is what, you know, you're trying to, I, I guess, you know, put out there that, you know, stop thinking in that way. Stop, you know, just, just letting things be, let nature be what it is. Yeah. And so when you went into the topic of inflation and everything and to say, it's like, if, if if you know there were other theories applied, then then we would just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. But there is a finite area to that, and there is a shape that is definite. Yes. Okay. Yes, it's it's, it's no different than the heart. It expands and it contracts, and that can be seen in the megaverse uh, with the expansion and contraction of multiple universes. They're they're all perfectly timed, just like your eyeballs when you look at the star. Uh, there's no stars. Then uh, there's no light, there's no heat, there's no thermodynamics. Your eyes dilate. It's no different. It's it's perfect. It's perfect uh, symmetry. So I mean, I pretty much get what you're saying. I mean, the the when it comes to the topic of distance, it's like we we all want to look from point A to point B, and yet, but when you look at it, if you're looking at it, you're looking with two objects like your eyeballs. Yes, out of eyeballs at a round object. They don't, they don't have A and B, you know, they just have an equator, a radius, you know, they're just no, I don't know, there's no, why, why are we looking at things linear through? Correct, through measurements and everything, everything is already measured, we just have to find a way to access it, and, and that's what I'm trying to explain, that these are very good questions you're posing here, Ben. Um, they, they, you know, I wanted to mention something about the cosmic microwave background, uh, there's been discrepancies in that recently, and the biggest discrepancy is the geometrical shape of the cosmic microwave background. It's it's mm -hmm. very sloppy. Something wrong is going there. But what's right is perception out of the eyes. Right. That is correct. Okay. So, again, anything in infrared or anything detecting a microwave background cannot be used because it is geometrically not synced to symmetry at all. These wavelengths are, I can't find them. Um, Personally, I cannot find where they match up. I just, they just don't match up at all. Gotcha. This is, this is um, uh, a, a real problem. Uh, it's made a lot of problems in physics. And so is, is the uh, origins and, and uh, destinations of a lot of things. When, when people can't explain the origins, frontwards and backwards, then there's a problem. And this can be seen with, with the electron um, dark matter, dark energy, um, it, 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 the list goes on and on, and there's there's so much to, to, to cover here. See, and, and not to interject, but there's, you know, the other theory, the, the principle theory out there, um, great documentary, um, as far as the, the principle where, um, I mean, just, I mean, me being the outsider, I don't know the exact name of the scientist, um, I guess in 2013 they launched a scope and it detected radiation throughout the universe and it it gave, I guess, a little credence to, you know, things actually revolving around the earth instead of the other way. Now, that being said, I'm not saying I'm not, you know, given any one way or the other. But 
your theory with spherical symmetry doesn't matter if if the the earth rotated around the sun or if everything else just rotated around the earth it wouldn't matter there's still a geometric shape that still does what it does whether it be in the you know the universe the multiverse the we multiverse. live in a sphere okay we live in a sphere mm -hmm. so it doesn't matter where exactly you're at if you're going to transverse so we live in a sphere it's called the earth it automatically spins and drift in space if you want to if you want to travel space the multiverse and the megaverse you get inside of a sphere so every single point is actually a sphere and that's true that's true from the megaverse down to each individual cell down to each sure. individual particle so this is where I'm getting at. See, this is like, you know, it's almost like from, from my point of view, it might be, I might be wrong or whatever, but my point of view is it gives credence to your theory because no matter if everything revolves around the earth or if everything revolves around the sun or however it revolves, um, whether it be the principal theory, whether it be the way we know it today, Galilean theory, whatever, you know, how, how everything moves, it, it, it essentially doesn't really matter because if if you're within a sphere no matter what sphere that is whether it's venus whether it's mars whether it's the sun whether it's the earth or anything you're all connected anyway okay so am i am i being wrong here i mean it's like if, not when traveling if it's already connected, traveling that's yes, what i'm saying if it's already connected which it is the speed of light is absolutely irrelevant right it's irrelevant so if everything's there a, already connected so if there's a way to, access it. to be able to like okay i lived on mercury all right mm -hmm. and i'm burning the hell up whatever so if i'm living on mercury instantaneously i could be on earth just like that yes yeah. yes because we're all rotating we're because uh, stars all you have to do is is in uh, put a field around you and surround that interior field like the atmosphere of the earth surround that with plasma then you're going to change the geometrical shape of that plasma we're all connected through stars okay mm -hmm. in this universe in the next universe in the multiverse and in the megaverse everything is energy and matter put together um to access it okay to access it. that the key piece is plasma if you want to transverse in in the universe the multiverse and the megaverse the key piece is plasma and that is a maximum dilation of energy and matter and what you have to do is is right. form that and then manipulate it to move you're manipulating the exterior of a star which is already connected um and and that's how you, you can do that instantaneously gotcha wow the uh so the I guess the next area we go into is well let me see here um well we've talked about a little bit about electromagnetism uh there's there's a problem with gravitational waves uh nothing is on a two-dimensional surface it's the same thing as a double slit experiment okay they were firing electrons into a they were firing electrons straight in into a piece of uh I don't know what it was, cloth. It was a two-dimensional object, okay? This cannot be repeated um, in the universe at all. Everything is perceived from an eyeball, and everything is is in the interior of a sphere or exterior of a sphere, okay? So they're firing these electrons at a two-dimensional object 
this can't be repeated anywhere in the universe. Okay, it's it's null and void. Um, right. If you were firing electrons in, on the exterior of a sphere, that's also null and void. The only thing that connects two spheres are vibrations, dilation, the 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 matching of dilation in spheres, just like your eyeballs, just like two stars, just like your DNA, just like the firing of neurons. There has to be a perfect symmetry for movement and motion. If there's not a perfect symmetry, if it's expanding or it's contracting, then there's no motion. When, when things expand and contract or match, then there's motion. If you can wrap your head around that. Sure. Um, so I, I, I find the double slit experiment in quantum mechanics, which is based off of probabilistic numbers and measuring things, obsolete. We don't need to measure anything. Everything is already measured. Things aren't probabilistic, and they shouldn't be balanced within mathematics. Mathematics is, in, is a limited understanding of, of, of um, trying to explain things from point A to point B taking measurements. It's not explaining the object itself. Okay. Right. Um, this, this was seen early, uh, early on in early equations of, um, take for example, gravity. Gravity is a symmetrical force. There's no need for an equation. It's, it's symmetry. So we don't need to measure gravity and we don't need to direct gravity in one direction. All gravity is written to be in one direction. It's not like that at all. That's how we can take a sphere and manipulate the interior of the energy on what's going on and give it motion. You can take a sphere in this atmosphere and raise it right up. It depends on the geometry of the interior of that sphere. Right. All right. We covered space the last time. Maybe the next show we'll get into in underwater and in the atmosphere without needs of propulsion whatsoever. All we're doing is manipulating the energy within the sphere. Space does that. Uh, the Earth does that. The sun does that. Your DNA does that. Your eyes do that. Everything does that. We just have to manipulate it. And this can be done. So we cover plasma. Maybe next episode we'll get into underwater and transversing in the atmosphere without propulsion. Oh, absolutely. Good. I mean, I know you wanted to break it down um, in other episodes. I know just this episode you want to just let it loose and... You know, I, I recommended that as your co-host is to break it down for people and say, you know, uh, uh, challenge the science that be, you know, and, and uh, push it out there and say, hey, you know what, uh, you know, I, I, th I think we need to change your way of thinking. And I'm glad you did this episode because, you know, it's like, uh, put it out there. What have you seen? What have you know? What do you know? Uh, uh, start, start the conversation. Yes, I'd like to get, get some it. feedback. You know, feedback is always good. Sure. It's, it's, it's sure. always good. It opens up. It opens up dialogue, and uh, uh, it's 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 great. Uh, um, it's 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 just great, and that's what I'm trying to do here: is open up some dialogue and reach out, um, reach out to, to many um, uh, SpaceX, SpaceX. <laughs> I couldn't think of it. Yeah, SpaceX yeah. and, and, and uh, other companies out there. Um, but uh, when the time comes, it comes. Um, uh, one more thing about the strong weak nuclear nuclear weak and nuclear strong forces. Nuclear weak and strong force. Uh, the weak force has been measured uh, with with mathematics to imprecision. They're trying to get into a distance and assign a number to it. The nuclear strong force the same way. It's it's ten to the I have no idea twenty five two hundred fifty times twenty five times as strong is the weak force. 
that becomes irrelevant because distance is irrelevant when energy and matter are bound. Okay, so the nuclear weak force, that's absolute, the distance of it, the measuring of it is irrelevant. The accessing of it and finding the correct, the correct symmetry is relevant, not measuring it. It'll measure itself. When you have a ball of magma, it measures itself. It'll give you an atmosphere. Sure. You can heat that magma and make it plasma and put it on the interior of the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And then you can access the whole universe if you want to. So the symmetry is already measured. Okay. Um, again, starting out with a ball of energy, everything falls in line after that. It just depends on the gauge that you want it. And there you can access and transverse in, in any atmosphere, underwater, in the universe, multiverse, or megaverse. It's that simple. And it's already measured. It's predetermined. It's kind of like your body when you make a, a circle with your hands. Okay? Mm -hmm. That right. is a pre-measurement pre of, of symmetry with a, an orb or a magma core. Your body already has that symmetry in it. The universe gave it to us. And it's perfect. It's it's absolutely perfect. So. Wow. I know that. Uh, <clears throat> I know that the the. From 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 my perspective, when listening to you, it's like, and and you know my way of thinking. Um. They the I I look at pi. You know everybody says pi three point one four is, uh, you know like the measurement of finding a radius of a circle and anything like that, but. Yet you have so many people out there that believe there's no such thing as a perfect circle. That is correct. There's no such thing as 3.14. If you take 3.14 in a circle, you draw it on a piece of paper, take the paper up, and hold it laterally. What you'll have is, if somebody else draws that circle, is an intersecting line going right to left to right back in the middle. There's six points of perspective to everything that's in a sphere. Sure. Mathematics and pi must be thrown out. It does not have that from six different points when you're looking at a sphere. There's the equator. There's four points around the equator. And then there's two. Uh, let's just say the north and the south. Right. Okay. So with, with the spherical symmetry, everything will match up if you start with a right in the center, a sphere and a bigger sphere. It's the same thing with a magma core and an atmosphere. Sure. A star and the field that holds the static universe. The same thing that holds DNA in a cell is the same thing with the multiverse and its, its field. It's already measured. We don't need pi. We already have that. We, we have it in, in spherical symmetry. So if you, again, if you take a sphere and you put it in the center and then you cover it with a ball, okay? We're just saying mm -hmm. like a beach ball and then a little golf ball in the center. Everyone can agree no matter where you're standing, what object that is. Sure. That is your base, that is your starting point to everything. To everything. Everything right. is already measured. We can agree, no matter where you're standing, that's a sphere in there. And everything builds on that. Sure. Everything. The whole universe. Um, uh, Neurons, protons, atoms. No, well, it's, all a, it's all a circle. It's all a sphere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, um, Nevertheless, uh, I, I hope people can understand that with pi. So if you take pi and you, you write it on a piece of paper on a desk, and then you hold that piece of paper up to your eyes, so you're only seeing a flat line 
go ahead and try that circle again and what you're going to see again is the the uh, pencil go right left and then right again so you mm -hmm. can't agree on that object from six different perspectives sure and what are we measuring in the first place everything is already measured right. so we need to we need to get off the mathematic kick okay we we, we and and I, I appreciate you always listening to me ben and and you're always open to that but i cannot emphasize that enough sure now, well, i mean that's why i brought it up is because pi is the linear way of thinking is what i what i've come to realize now is is we start out with the uh, um you know the the you know trying to find a measurement a linear measurement of a sphere and they came up with pi and and it's like wait a second well, what about the other way you know like you just said what if you fold it you know you're, you're drawing a two-dimensional object or a circle and you fold it flat what do you have you have a line a line that you wanted to see to begin with but yet that line doesn't exist within a sphere that's correct so I not mean, in certain perspectives of the sphere it doesn't exist sure. It's the same thing with the X, Y, Z, Z axis. The fourth dimension is time. Uh, things, things are not point A to point B, and they shouldn't be measured in a straight line. In fact, we shouldn't even be measuring them. We should be understanding them. So that's what I wanted to get out. That's today. that's a good way of looking at that. We shouldn't be trying to under, you know, we shouldn't be trying to uh, measure measure it. But we should need to understand it because it's already there. That that's correct. Gabe Bird okay. does. So yeah, there you go. Awesome. Cool. Wow, that's, that's <laughs> mind blown. Anything else? Nope. That's about it for today. Um, we'll, we'll get them next time, Ben. All right. Well, this has been Spherical Symmetry. I'm your host, Matt Newby, and with me was Ben Watterson. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Ben. Mm-hmm.